Have you ever felt surprised or unprepared when things change in the world of social media? We felt the same way. We were tired of reacting to constant changes in marketing, algorithms, and consumer behavior, so we found a better way. Scan Club has been our secret weapon for over a year now, and we're excited to finally be sharing it with you. This approach has helped us future-proof our strategies and feel less reactive. It's not a crystal ball, and it doesn't allow us to predict everything, but it's helped us level up our work and collaborate more than ever before. So how does it work? Twice a month, you'll get a copy of Scan Club right to your inbox. It's our breakdown of the top signals we're watching and why they matter. You'll learn to spot these signals, understand their impact, and produce your content with confidence. Get the future in your inbox. Click the link in our description to subscribe today. That is what wisdom is, right? It's just like understanding that you have a blind spot or a shortfall but having the humility to go out there and ask the question, even if it looks trite, even if it looks makes you look stupid. A lot of people love answering it and love parting with their wisdom. Welcome back to Waves, powered by Arcade, a show for marketers, creators, and entrepreneurs who want to stop chasing the tide and start making waves online. We're your hosts, Mike and Mitzi, and today we're joined by Valentin Ozic. Valentin, otherwise known as V, is the founder and creative director of the fashion brand I Love Ugly, which he started out of his bedroom 15 years ago with no business or fashion experience. He's focused not only on building a great business, but is passionate about living life to the fullest. He joined us a year ago to share the story of building to the brink of bankruptcy and has returned this year by popular request to dig more into the topic of mindset. Valentin, we're so excited to have you back on the show. Thanks for joining us. No problem. I'm really excited too. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, just a disclaimer, I'd say for anyone listening, if you haven't yet heard our first interview from a year ago, I'd encourage you to hit pause quick on this one and go back to episode 58 from August of last year to hear Valentin's story and then come back to this one as a great part too. But that said, let's get into it. I feel like we've got a lot of good stuff to cover and just never enough time. But uh, Valentin, it's, it's been a year since our first interview. A lot can happen in that amount of time. Catch us up a bit on how things are going, what's happened with you and the business since we last sat down together. Yeah, wow. Yeah, we were just reminiscing before how quickly that time has gone. But it, um, yeah, it has been a been a pretty wild twelve months for me, both personally, personally, and in, in the business. In the business world, um, you know, we've opened up a couple of new shops, which have been great. You know, I've been very involved in that project, which I'm always. I always enjoy some aspects of it, but the whole project management aspect of it, I don't enjoy. But it's also nice to have a um, you know physical representation of a brand and people coming in, engaging with the brand. So that's been real nice. They've been a real success as well. So we've had that. We've also launched Women's Wear, um, which was in the making for a couple of years. So we launched that in November, I believe, or late October last year. And that's also, it's done really well, probably not quite, as well as what we expected, but at the same time as well, it's um I also need to kind of practice what I preach and also know that whatever you you know sometimes you decide to do things and launch things and they don't always quite go out you know or begin how you intend them to and you just have to adapt and learn and make the necessary adjustments. So that's been really good. Um, yeah, the business has just grown, continuing to grow on exponentially. The team, you know, I think now there's maybe 65 of us, including all the retail and warehousing. 
um, just going from strength to strength in that regard. From a personal perspective as well, um, just what we mentioned on the show, I lost my brother in in May this year, which was pretty pretty hard just through mental health and just kind of navigating it with him, you know, before it happened and then also post post um, what happened just, you know, with my family. There's, we're, we're quite a co- close family. Um, there's six kids in, in my family, obviously five now, and just navigating that even with my children. And then just giving me, it gave me like a real um, just perspective on what is most important in life. And, um, and due to that, like I was, I was, you know, this, this year marks the 15th year of doing I Love Ugly. And I knew that, I knew that something within me was changing and I almost had to, I was at that point where I had to step out of the way in order for people to rise up. And um, coincidentally, I'd made that decision before my brother's passing and I'd announced it to the staff and um, I'd actually stepped away. So essentially resigned from the day to day, but still involved in say big projects, special projects and sitting on the board. And, um, and I think that was, it's, it's, it's a, it's quite a hard step to take as a founder of a business to actually step away and have the, have the whole operation run without you. So that's been a bit of a journey in itself. And I've been moving, I'm now moving, um, moving out of Auckland, New Zealand to a smaller town um, with my partner, my new partner and her two little girls. So my, my three kids and and I are going to be moving here in the new year, which will be really nice. Just a bit more of a balance. Um, And that's basically been it. So it's a bit of, it doesn't sound like much, but, a lot of those, a lot of those things individually have been quite, you know, quite big and quite. They've almost shaped my character and who I am quite significantly. Yeah, wow, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's not a, a little bit. That's year. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sorry for your loss. I have. We were chatting about this, and I have a brother myself, and I can't imagine the pain that you'd go through um, experiencing something like that unexpectedly. So. Um, yeah, feeling for you, man. Uh, it sounds like a lot's going on with the business. Cool to hear about women's wear. Um, been seeing some of the new shops that you've been opening up as we just follow along on social. Um, maybe a funny question, but you mentioned you're moving to a different town. Um, but I feel like last time we chatted, you had kind of moved into the middle of nowhere, right? Like you're close to Auckland, but kind of out in the bush. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And this place. Yeah. So I just felt a bit, I was just feeling a little bit isolated and I always had a, I'm moving to a place called Raglan, which was a pretty famous um, little, it's another surf town, but it's also a very creative and entrepreneurial town, like a lot of young families and you got a lot of people from Europe and South America and Australia, they really gravitate towards, towards this place. As I said, it's quite bustling in the sense of like a lot of people go there with work flexibility, obviously enjoy the outdoor lifestyle, like the lifestyle work work balance. Um, so moving there, and I think just my daughter, she's you know she's an avid surfer. She I want to enroll her into the surf academy there as well. Love it. Um, yeah, just a little bit different, but at the same time, it's only a couple of hours away from Auckland, so I can still drive up during the day if need be. You know, hopefully, don't need to do that too often, but you know, maybe once a fortnight, I come up for a couple of nights. Um, yeah, I just want to change. I think change is good. And when you feel uncomfortable doing something because it's a little bit scary, I think for me personally, it makes me know, makes me really realize that I'm on the right track. And it's almost been my guide mm. throughout life. And I think the more I've learned to trust that and lean into that, 
um, the, the better the results. It just yields for me great results. I think a lot of people shy away from things that are a little bit unfamiliar, but I think a lot of, um, you know, a lot of great, great stuff is behind closed doors at closed doors that a lot of people are too scared to open. So, uh, I'm just in that stage of my life. So I'm looking forward to a bit of a first start. Makes me think of a couple of books I really like. One of them being The War of Art. I don't know if you've read that. Yeah, um, I've I read it years ago. The, and then maybe the closed the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Ryan Holiday fan. Yeah, those are great books. Yeah, I was actually just in a conversation a couple of days ago where we were talking about The War of Art, and I was like, man, I feel like that's a book I need to revisit right now. So yeah, might have to pick yeah. that one up again. Anyone listening yeah. that hasn't read it, you got to check it out. Yeah, I'm the same actually. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we can read it together, start a book club. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but uh, hey, you've gone through a lot of ups and downs with I Love Ugly over the last year. Um, when I mean, the last 15 years, to be honest. And we really got into it in that first interview. But for this conversation specifically, we want to focus more on mindset and even discipline. So to start off that part of the conversation, talk to us about how you keep your mind in the right place through both the wins and the losses, and how do you keep a good perspective? Yeah, I think that um, I think it's a great question as well. Like to be honest, even in the last few days, I've kind of felt quite drained and depleted. Um, but at the same time, as well, I've not let the way I feel let me get off. You know, uh, drop dropping my good habits and good habits. So. The way I kind of stay on track is I've been like journaling is just a, such an amazing tool. I can't remember if I touched on that last time, but it's essentially giving yourself therapy every single day. And you're just getting, you're, you're essentially just clearing your mind, getting your thoughts on paper and you can then go through and start to dissect and um, unravel and unwind, you know, a few of the emotions or the, all the clutter in your mind that is is going on, and I think it's a fantastic way just to just to give yourself um, uh, almost you're reflecting back on your mind what's going on in your mind. So that's that's a great one. Uh, obviously, exercise, sunlight, you know, moving your body, even if it's five minutes, ten minutes. A lot of people, you know, they uh, are too lazy, whether it be laziness or scared to start on, you know, a fitness regime, but all it takes is a couple, five minutes, just go for a walk for five minutes and your, your body will start vibrating. Um, you know, you'll just start to feel, feel good. I think just standing guard of your mind as well. Like if you, if the first thing you do when you get up is go on your phone, you're just going to basically deplete yourself of all the dopamine receptors in your brain. And I think just kind of staring clear of your phone for as long as possible, you know, Staring clear of your phone and staring clear of caffeine at least for the first hour of a day, I think it's going to set you up to have a good a good day because you know you're just hormonally and emotionally there's all sorts of shit kind of going on in that first morning. But if you're starting to jack it up with caffeine and then you know and uh, stripping out all your dopamine receptors first thing through what's going on on Instagram or TikTok, it's just going to make you feel a little bit off balance. Um, so for that, I fast every day as well to around one o'clock. And I think that really helps me just to stay focused and gives my system a bit of a, a bit of a reset mentally. I feel a lot clearer and sharper because of that. Um, but I think also like, you know, maintaining the perspective, it's just like understanding, understanding that, you know, in life is going to be ups and downs. And, um, and then when you have, when you have the wins, 
like really enjoying them and just savoring it, but also at the same time knowing it's not gonna not gonna last forever. And when you have some losses, understand that these losses are actually a gift wrapped up in disguise. Like these can be your greatest lessons, your greatest teacher, and they can really sculpt you to become a better human being, a better person. Um, and that's the way I kind of view it and keep my perspective and just knowing that this life is short. And, you know, after losing my brother, you know, at 30 years old, it just really gave me perspective on how short life is. Um, it can happen, you know, like the odds of us even being here are pretty slim to none. And then when we are here, you know, you, we just end up as we become older, just burdening ourselves with all these frivolous bullshit, you know, but you actually realize that you actually realize that, um, you know, once you kind of strip away like the stresses of work and bills and being a parent, um, like life can actually be, you know, life should be celebrated as, as, as much as possible. And, you know, it should be there to be lived every day as much as possible. It's easy, easy, easy to say. Um, it's hard to do, but I think the more you kind of practice doing it, the better, you know, the better even the mundane moments can become. I don't know if that kind of answered your question. I went a bit, but yeah. No, I think it's great because I think like as entrepreneurs or business owners, it's so, it's almost like you're always looking ahead and you're not staying focused on like what's in front of you. And unless something's going bad, I feel like for me at least, I really can dwell on things when things feel hard or tough. It's really hard for me to mentally get over it. And then when things are going well, or even like when things are, you know, I have a win, I speed through it because I'm thinking, what's next? What's the next quarter look like? What are our plans? Like, and, you know, that's in some ways, you know, that's good. There's, that's what drives me. But in other ways, it's like, it's not serving me when I think about my career and longevity as an entrepreneur and making sure that I like really celebrate those moments because you need that in order to get through the losses. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. Otherwise it's like, what's the point? You're just grinding. And I know life is a grind, but at the same time, you know, when you do have those wins, I think it's so important and doesn't have to be, a ridiculous celebration it could be something kind of small like just yeah I don't know it's like today I might take the afternoon off and just chill with a friend or my partner or myself or you know not feel guilty about it just really savor the moment and just be like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna celebrate this and take it in and just enjoy this feeling that I'm getting right now I think it's yeah no harm in that I think, yeah, yeah entrepreneurs mm -hmm. do have a tendency to be very hard on themselves. And I think it's, and that's one thing I've really learned in the last couple of months is like, it can really serve you extremely well. But at the same time, you need to get to a point in your life where you no longer need that. You know, you no longer need that feeling of constantly being hard on yourself um, just to charge through, turbocharge everything to get the job done, to get the task done, to get the business it needs to, you know, it comes a point where it's just like, okay, cool. Um, I don't need to be so hard on myself. I can just start to start to take the foot off the gas and just see where see where life kind of takes me by not being hard on yourself, just being a little bit more going with the flow, you know. Um, and it feels quite nice. It's real weird to get used to, super weird to get used to. 
Um, but once you get used to it, it starts to, yeah, you just start to slow down and you notice your heart, your heartbeat. You know, I got myself an Apple watch and I'm starting to like measure and you just notice it's such a profound difference when you're just a little bit more chill yeah. and just open. And Yeah, that's good. I feel like having kids for me really like took me on that journey of, you were talking about how life is meant to be celebrated, like when you peel back your work and your business and the things that are causing you stress. And I feel like that's been something I've been really working through the last couple of years specifically, but finally seeing some some progress just in myself this last year. Um, being able to understand like what's what's actually making me feel like this, you know, and how do I how do I even like turn it into layers so it's not just like one pile of all of this stuff kind of jumbled together that I can't decipher, but actually understanding like business is one thing that's causing certain types of stresses and feelings. Family is another thing, and that's completely separate from these um, anxieties that come with the work that I do. And how do I leave one in in its own bucket or its own layer so that I can enjoy the other without tainting it or like diluting it? And um, it comes down to like also like how much you're working too. You mentioned like it just ends up being a grind, and I don't think grinding is necessarily bad. I think there's seasons for that, but also I think there's a there's not necessarily definitely seasons. Yeah. Yeah, and also there's a difference between grinding and working hard. Like you can work hard without it necessarily being a grind too, in my opinion. And that's kind mm-hmm. of a balance I'm trying to find is like I'm always going to show up and work hard because I believe in what I'm doing. But I think this season for me, I, I'm not meant to be grinding. I want to be available mentally and spiritually and 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 everything for my kids and my wife and the my friends and my family and the rest of my life. And I think that's kind of what you're getting at, if I'm not wrong. Definitely. Yep. Yep. Pretty bang on. Yep. Agree with that. One thing you've always talked about is how you should work harder on yourself than your business. And we're kind of talking about that already a little bit, but can you unpack that specifically a little bit more for us? It's quite interesting. Like as I stepped away, um, it's taken a, taken a while and I've seen these young, I've got these young, young cats kind of coming through and taking my role and training up other people that are taking other aspects of my role and there's certain things you can see. You know, everybody has blind spots, and you know they're, they're, a, they're a killer at their job. But you know they could be better simply by making a few, say, lifestyle changes in their personal life. And when you when you basically when you come, you know, to the job and you're feeling, you know, revitalized and you're feeling feeling full of energy and abundant, you're going to be more creative. You're going to be better at solving problems and therefore you'll do your job better. And that's kind of what I mean. It's just like work real, work harder on yourself by working harder on yourself. You have, you, you know, you start to develop the the tools and the mindset and the attitude that, you know, when you do face the obstacles, you, you'll be able to overcome them. When there is a problem that needs to be solved, you'll be able to solve it. You know, when you do need to grind out a 12, 15 hour day, you'll have the energy to do it. You get all that by working harder on yourself. And I just feel that a lot of people miss that aspect. They almost feel that in life they just have to work hard on their job and then their, their, their selves become secondary and their family becomes, you know, mm-hmm. it's almost like their family's second and then uh, they become, I don't know, third, fourth, fifth um, in, the, in, the, um, you know, in line. But I think that, yeah, just by working working hard on yourself, I just think it solves so many so many problems, and a lot of people just miss that. And it's just a bit of a different psychology how you 
uh, you know, how you approach your life. Um, I stole that from a guy called Jim Rohn. Um, he's like a pretty famous kind of personal developer, old school, old school dude, which is really cool to listen to. And I recommend your listeners listen to as well. Um, and, and he, he talks about that and I fully get it. You know, if, if you take care of your diet and you exercise and, you know, you journal and you take care of yourself spiritually, you just become a more whole and well-rounded person. And then when you're more whole and well-rounded, you just show up better and you just kick ass in your job. And I showed this guy, here's this guy um, that works for me. He He's now the um, lead menswear designer. And um, I was like, oh, go see this guy um, who I've been seeing for the last 10 years, you know, for supplements and whatnot. And then he didn't even realize it, but he was dealing with stress. He was dealing with anxiety. Uh, he couldn't sleep properly. His energy was pretty flat. And this guy, you know, told him a bunch of stuff and gave him a bunch of supplements, like some lion's mane and things like that. And this guy texts me like 10 days after and he's like, holy shit, I don't even recognize myself. And I guess that's just an example. It's just like, you know, but if you do that in every other aspect of your life, that will just accumulate and compound and you'll come to the point where you become unrecognizable. And I just definitely reckon that's been the secret to my successes of like, I've spent so much time, money and energy on myself. And like every, every morning, every morning, I'm making sure that I'm focusing on myself because my personal well-being and mental health and everything is the most important thing for everybody, not only for myself and for the job, but for my kids, for my partner, for my friends, for everything. Um, and you do that right, everything else just takes care of itself. And I think, you know, in, in life, it's like a lot of, a lot of you know, people's success, people see it and they just assume that they had a kick-ass product or they just grinded, grinded, grinded. Yeah, there's an element of hard work, but I guarantee you there's this whole different side of it that people aren't seeing. Um, and it's quite it's quite spiritual as well, you know. It's like having that belief system and um, in place. And I've been, you know, I love kind of working even into the subconscious mind and then setting intentions and setting – because setting a goal is essentially you're putting out to, to the world exactly what you want and you're making your brain focus – like you're almost commanding your brain what you want. It's like, and you don't have to know how it all unfolds. That's not your job. It's like when you go to a restaurant, you pick something off a menu and you're like, sweet, I want, you know, this steak or whatever medium rare and you give it to the waiter or the waitress and then they go back and, you know, you're, you're, it's not your job to think about the chef, how he's going to prepare it and all this and that. All you do is set your order you know, off the menu. And I think that's what life is like. It's like starting, start with your goals, set your order, which is your intentions, your goals, and then just do, do, do the work. And then, and then you'll start getting little downloads and your subconscious will start telling you things that perhaps you're missing or that you're lacking um, or that you need to strengthen. And that to me is working, working harder on yourself, you know, and I think all, all, everything else will start to take care of itself. Um, and is you know, this could be a conversation, whole conversation on its own, but just, yeah, you know, just all the basic stuff that even what I said on the last, on the last show, last episode, it's like, you know, what you put in your mouth, what you put in your mind, um, what you allow into your life, the people that you surround yourself with, like that's working harder on yourself and everything else just starts to take care of, starts to take care of itself. You just start to seek the answers. That's all businesses really. It's um, it's a bunch of problems, and all, all your job is is to figure out the answers, and a lot of the answers are out there. Um, yeah, there's how much 
you know, there's been so much life lived and pretty much everything you're experiencing, someone else has experienced and they've also recorded it. It's your job to go out there and try to find the answer. This is great, like great timing for me because I'm coming up on a birthday. And for me personally, like just a reminder of, you know, to work on yourself and other things will just feel easier, not easier, but maybe clearer, um, especially when it comes to business. And you mentioned something about like starting with your goals and then setting your intentions. When you have done this work for yourself, is that how you started is thinking about what you want to accomplish and then figuring out how you need to show up in order to achieve those things? Yeah, definitely. I think one of the, and so I set a goal, I wanted to create a global brand. And this is when I was literally you know, drawing until two o'clock in the morning, just doing designs to put on t-shirts. But I had these visions of like, you know, people in the US or UK or wherever else in the world wearing my product. And then I just started to write that down. But I think if you write down a goal and you accompany it with a reason why you want to achieve that goal, you start tapping in into the emotional part of yourself as well. And when you've got, so writing down the goal is like you're commanding your brain, but if you have a reason behind it and that reasons, you know, it it kind of evokes some emotion within you, you're getting the heart and the mind in unison. And that's almost becomes, I don't want to get like scientific spiritual voodoo or whatever, but I've proved this time and time again. It almost becomes electromagnetic and you start seeing things that you perhaps otherwise wouldn't have noticed. And that's simply because you, you know, you've got your intentions and you've got what you want working in harmony. Um, and I think that's it's such a it's such a powerful tool. And sometimes it can happen super quick, and sometimes it can take a little bit longer. But I think I think if you if you start doing it and practicing it, people will start to surprise themselves around how powerful the stuff is. Um, everything I've kind of written down in the last few years, where I've started to become a real avid goal goal lister and you know I get to the point where I list it in categories so I get I'll, I'll, I'll have goals for my relationships more my relationship goal for my health goal for my business goal for my finances my children start writing it down it's like holy shit when you write it it's almost like ah oh, it almost seems a little bit un- unattainable but when you reflect back on it say a year later and you're like crap I've knocked off 80 90 percent of this stuff and 10 percent that's left it's already in in motion. Like I can, you know, there's already a whole bunch of steps happening to achieve that. Um, so yeah, I think goals, yeah, so, so important. So, so important. If you don't know, if you don't know what you want, you're just, I don't know. You're, you're doing, if you don't know what you want, you'll realize that if you, when, once you do figure out what you want, that a lot of the work that you did was actually aimless. People get so caught up in, productivity thinking that they're being effective but once you actually know what you want you'll just focus on effectiveness rather than productivity and you just cancel out so much more noise so much more crap start to you know you'll start to offload it to other people that are more passionate about that thing that drains you emotionally drains your energy and you're not even that good good at it the only way you can get to that place is by figuring out what you want man this is what I came here for. <laughs> I feel like uh, you were already blowing my mind. You were already blowing my mind when you said um, to like not just write what you want to accomplish, but why. That in, in and of itself was enough to like just like get me going. But then when you <laughs> started to talk about how 
that actually aligns your head and your heart and yeah. can like create this like deeper like magnetic motion like oh my god dude that was crazy yeah nah appreciate that's good i'm real happy about it and i think women have a tendency to you know they always speak from their heart and for men it's a feminine it's a feminine feminine energy men we're always up here we always try to make sense of stuff and even like say a woman she's got a problem or whatever and you come in a man will come in and we try to solve it straight away she doesn't want her problems to be solved. She just wants to be heard, you know? And I think it's like having that right. balance, you know, with goals. It's like if you just come from your heart and it's all lofty, that's great. That's half of the plan done, you know, your emotion. But you need it. You actually need a plan, you know, otherwise it's just lofty. And um, yeah. a dream without like a goal and a deadline is just a fantasy, really. But if you can get the two in harmony, mm-hmm. it's incredible what you can achieve. Like, it's just mind-boggling. Um, you know, and some people can do achieve some incredible stuff by getting those two things in harmony without actually doing the work. It's just on, on automatic. It's just giving themselves like a bit of a compass, like a bit of a map. Serious. Um, and that stuff has been, Serious. yeah, real, real fascinating. It's so fascinating. And there's so many great books about it as well. But at the same time, you need to be open-minded and that's all faith is, you know, I think religions, sorry, I'm going a real tangent, but religions kind of labeled faith to the point where a lot of people that aren't into religion, you know, they think it's taboo and it puts them off, but that's all faith is believing into something that's not quite real yet. But the scientific name is electromagnetic. <laughs> Just the heart and the head, get them in unison. Um, it's it's incredible. Right. Man, so good. And what you talked about about like goals without reasons is just like productivity for the sake of productivity, but it's inefficient. Like that's so that rings so true to me. And I'm sure so many people listening, like you got your people that are like, oh, I need to work out more, or oh, I need to get up earlier, or man, I need to spend more time with my kids, or things like that. It's all just things that we kind of intrinsically know that would would be better for us but we haven't really applied like vision or direction to it beyond just the activity itself and I think that's why so many people abandon these goals or these activities so quickly is because they I mean it's pretty it's almost cliche at this point they don't have their why yeah they don't have their why and also patience yeah you know what I mean like we live in this we live in this culture of instant gratification and, um, you know, for Instagram or if you want any any um, answer to any question, you just Google it and it's instant. And we just we've almost tricked our brains into thinking that's how life is. And I think everything that is good takes time, takes a little bit of time, takes some patience and some perseverance and just keep persisting on on what you want and just not losing losing your your, you know, your faith and in, in your goal or your vision. Um, it's a yeah, and that's where that's where like that whole spiritual aspect and the spiritual well being, which has really clicked for me, especially this year, is so important. Like, because that just opens everybody has that skill and that potential, but it's just like we're so addicted to being busy, we're too scared to just be present and be by ourselves and even be fucking bored, you know? Because being bored, all of a sudden, all this yeah. shit surfaces that you've neglected because you've been too busy being busy. Um, and that, I think it's, right. uh, yeah, and that's even something that I've been extremely guilty about. But this year I've um, really tried to make that change um, and just be a bit of a testament to that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about 
your longevity as an entrepreneur and a business owner and being in the same company for 15 years. I mean, I've been doing my our our company for five years and when I think about 15 like the commitment and the drive and the um it just takes so much out of you especially riding all the bumps that come with building and scaling a business so I'm just curious if you have any tips for how to get past seasons where you want to give up and and then it's so interesting to be asking you at this point in time because I know you're stepping away from things so I'm sure you kind of got got through moments or seasons where you were close to giving up or close to stepping away. And then what kind of inspired you to help you know that now is the time to let other people get in front and lead the day-to-day so that you can kind of step back? Yeah, 15 years. Yeah, it's a long time. It's pretty much for how old my daughter is. And every time she turns, every time that's her birthday, I'm reminded um, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody. I just knew that I've got a I've got a trait in me where I kind of never give up, <laughs> and it's kind of it's kind of good and it's bad because I think it's also very sometimes it can be a very noble thing and a wise thing to give up on something. But I think for me, is I knew I knew that I I just knew within me that when this task will be complete, the task of Isle of Ugly will be complete. And um, all those years ago when I wanted to give up was because I was just in the shit and, you know, I was, I was like, you know, neck deep in debt uh, and millions of dollars of debt and it was just uncomfortable and the sane thing to do is quit. Like why would anyone want to continue and almost imprison themselves willingly? It doesn't really make sense. And I think to be an entrepreneur, it doesn't sometimes make sense, especially to the people that aren't entrepreneurs. Um, and I also wouldn't recommend it to everybody. And this is why I'm saying earlier in the conversation is work hard on yourself because it's inevitable that you're going to encounter challenges and you're going to encounter walls and you're going to have problems where you've run out of cash or you can't get customers and you can't think out, think why, like the only way you can actually break through that is, is, is your psychology and I think the way I stuck it through was I think I had a why. I had my reason. I had my goal of what I wanted to do. But when it got hard, I didn't want to do it because I couldn't be bothered. I felt I was energy depleted. But since I had a compelling reason to go through with it, I got through. And a lot of that was my children. And I wanted to provide my children with a lifestyle, um, not spoil them, but just you know a lifestyle and provide them with opportunities if they were into say surfing or a certain sport, I could provide them with that opportunity. And also just to show to them, show them that, you know, with with hard work and intelligence plus all the other stuff that I've been mentioning so far, um, once you once you stick to that and believe in that, you can you can almost achieve anything, like almost anything. Um, and that's what I and I also ultimately wanted to prove to myself as well. But as I said, it's a good trait and it's a bad trait. It can serve me very well, but at the same time, I'm in a season where I'm a bit more open and I'm just going to go with the go with the flow a little bit. But um, I think that I think that just if you are if you do have something or you're starting something, a business, it's just not just knowing that it's 100 inevitable that you're going to face some massive challenges. It's going to make you question yourself. It's going to make you question your values. It's going to make you question why the hell am I doing this? And and you'll definitely want to quit. 
Um, but I think if you've got your compelling reason as to why you're doing this, and I don't think it can just be money either. Um, cause the thing is like, I've had, I've, I've lost, I've like had no money, you know, I've been, as I said, millions of debt and had a lot of money. And it's quite interesting. Like your money doesn't make you as happy as, as, as you think. I think people think that money solves all issues. It solves, it solves a few issues, money issues, but it doesn't solve it doesn't solve that kind of that inner inner richness, that inner wealth. And I think all it does is amplifies who you already are. So if you're if you're a miserable bastard, you've got more reasons now to be more miserable. Um, you know, if you're happy, you've also got more reasons now to be to be happy because then you can, you know, start serving others and helping others. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that really kind of answered your question. But yeah, businesses, yeah, starting starting something and going on this journey, it's it's just understanding it, it is a journey. But if you can if you can, you know, conquer it and get on top of yourself, it can be amazing as well. Cause you it just creates like, mm-hmm. you know, your your earning capacity is limitless. Um, you know, you have the opportunity to design your life and your working hours and where you want to live and the freedom associated with it. Um, those are all amazing things that come from starting your business. But at the same time, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And I don't think everybody is born to do this. Some people are. I think there's also some people that are completely capable and born to do this and amazingly talented and creative, but they just don't have the courage. Um, but it's usually the people that have the most courage and are willing to sacrifice and are willing to endure despite not having the smarts and the intelligence of the ones that do well. And I think I'm a, a testament to that. Like I, I thought I always thought I was dumb um, until I started believing otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's super helpful for me. I think, I think starting a business is easy and then I can see sometimes the finish line and it's almost like romanticized for me when people either sell a business or they step out of the day-to-day like you're doing. And I think that sounds so awesome because you've built something that can sustain you know, you, other people, but you're also able to have some sort of say in it. I think the, me- the hardest part is like the middle part. It's like it, that feels messy and hard to keep going but I think what you're saying about like just making sure that you have everything that you need for yourself to to continue and you're clear on the the why that you're in it um that's kind of like what's going to help sustain you through that definitely definitely and I think if you're feeling exhausted and tapped out do something different you know take a break one week two weeks even though your mind is telling you that you can't and that the whole thing's going to melt down when you're gone, you definitely can. You always can. And the interesting thing is sometimes when you know that's it, that, that, that's the answer of what to do, life will just intervene and force you to, you know, something will happen like, you know, you'll lose a family member or you might get sick or this or that and you're literally forced to. So I think it's really important and that's something that I've learned in the last few years in order to sustain myself is to take breaks and book it in and also book it in when you don't feel like you need it. Because by the time you need a break, it's almost too late. So if you book it in, um, even if you're in a good good flow of momentum and things are going good um, and you've booked it in and that date is coming, just follow through with it. 
uh, do that. Also taking, um, you know, uh, attending seminars and things like that and just getting yourself out of your, out of your environment, I think is so healthy for you. You know, we're so, you become so conditioned to the environment in which you live in every single day. And, um, what it actually does, it starts to shut off certain type, certain parts of your brain. And it's not until you go into a new environment, a foreign, foreign environment where those, those other parts of your brain start to awaken and, and, and wake up. So, and it gives you more energy as a result of it. Mm. Yeah, that's great advice. Thank you. Yeah. One thing I wanted to talk about, I feel like you've alluded to a little bit is, um, the fact that it can be kind of lonely to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, even I think when you do have a team. Um, and I think when you're the boss, you know, like not everyone on your team really understands what you're doing, like what you're experiencing, the problems you're solving, um, anyways. But also on top of that, last time we talked, one of the things you mentioned about, um, when you got into a really tough spot earlier, earlier on and had a lot of debt and made some mistakes, you mentioned that you just didn't have a lot of wise counsel. So I'm curious, like one, how do you manage the just the loneliness of being the owner or the entrepreneur? And then two, what is what does counsel look like for you today? Yeah, I think to to manage the loneliness is um, kind of like how you did, um, Mike. Is just like reaching out to other entrepreneurs or business owners because um, if you're feeling like that, chances are they're going to feel like that. And then just um, yeah, just sharing battle stories and you know, and just getting, you know, just sharing, talking, because it is a hard thing to understand and there's not a lot of people that do do it. And even some people, you know, do have their own businesses, but you don't really relate to them just because, I don't know, you might be a different age or just a different personality type. But I think that, and that's why I said before, it's like attending, say, seminars and stuff, whether it be business or mindset stuff, is a really important and healthy way to, um, and a great way to be in a room with a whole bunch of like-minded individuals. And, um, I think it's like a really, really good way. And I think trying to do it in person as well is a bit more, is more effective. Um, just because so much of, so much of communication is through body language. And I think that's just, you only get that through proximity. Um, so that, that kind of is a way to counter, to counter loneliness and also just like, I don't know. Sometimes like what I've found is like, as I've picked up new hobbies, you know, whether it be like more into the outdoors and surfing and hunting and things like that, um, hiking is you start to get exposed to different industries. And then it's just a great way as well to meet people and also just see what's going on in a different industry. And I reckon a lot of my good ideas have come from just, um, exploring different industries um, it's quite, quite, quite fascinating. You're like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to start to apply that to, to me. And then your other question was, uh, so there's the loneliest thing. What was the other, other part of the question? Yeah, you mentioned before that you didn't have the right, like, wise counsel oh, yes. around you. So I'm just curious, what kind of, what did, do you have advisors now? What does that look like? Yeah, so basically we've formed a board and it's just my, it's my two business partners, so Nick and Paul, and also our head of digital and um, e-com, Rick. And it's basically just us four. Um, yeah, and then a lot of people ask us, like, who's your advisors? Do you have this and that? And we've kind of kept it between us, really. And it's been a good combination because all of us, all of us individually have different experience and different fields. Like, 
Um, Nick, for example, he's like was came from quite a commercial background in Australia. Um, and then Paul was more traditional, say bricks and mortar retail, and he's a, he's older than me, so he's just wiser. And then Nick also had Rick had his own business, uh, online business, and he's also very digital focused. And then obviously for me, I'm more brand product, the vision of where we're going as a business. So it's like a quite blessed in the sense where it's a nice healthy balance of all different aspects of the markets, and then individually as well, we just have friends and whatnot through industry, which we just communicate with individually, but not in a formal sense, just in a, just almost like a friendship. It's just like catch up, things like that. And then once a month we come to the, yeah, just the community. Once a month we come to, you know, the board meeting in a formal setting and we lay out, lay out our agenda. And then we just basically discuss different issues. And naturally we all have a different perspective on it. And then it just somehow works. Like it's worked really well. I think, um, you know, the next tear up, you know, once we start scaling even to another level, I think it would be important to get somebody else perhaps externally to be the chair, chairman of the board. Um, but I think that's that's what we've done. And I think just when we've had, like prior in 2017, for that couple of years, like I didn't even have a business partner. I was doing it just solo. And I think that um, having a business partner or business partners in my in my instance has been really great in a sense where you've got people that have skin in the game and they're not there just for a paycheck. You know, they really want to build something. They're very passionate about this. Um, they're emotionally and financially invested. Um, they always do what's for the betterment of a company as opposed to what, you know, as opposed to, um, you know, personal gains. Um, and that's been it's just been great. That's essentially my wise counsel from from the business sense, and then for my personal stuff as well. You know, I've I've you know I've got like a therapist, and I'll go to different you know people for different aspects of my life um, that I that I put a lot of importance, hold a lot of importance on, um, and I think that stuff's really important. Not just having wise counsel in business, but having wise counsel in life. Like looking at you know everybody knows someone that you admire for how much energy and vitality they have, just ask them the fucking questions. It's like, what do you do? What's some advice? Or you might say <laughs> someone and they got an amazing relationship and it's like, what do you do? What's, what do you like? Give me some advice. Or there's someone that's like, you know, spiritually more open and they, um, you know, they just, nothing seems to phase them. It's just like, it's all good. It's like, bro, tell me what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. That's the way I kind of view it. So it's kind of, I just, I'm just a seeker of answers and um, that's always been me and I never feel ashamed about doing it. I think it's actually, that is what wisdom is, right? It's just like understanding that you have a blind spot or a shortfall, but having the humility to go out there and ask the question, even if it looks trite, even if it looks, makes you look stupid. A lot of people love answering it and love parting with their wisdom so I think um, that's what I've done. So in a business sense and a personal sense. So good. It's good stuff. Um, so obviously I Love I Ugly started for you and you're an artist and managing a business, especially an eight-figure business, is a whole different kind of beast. So do you feel like you still get to be creative? And how do you keep the vision clear in the middle of managing the business? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm in a position now where – the vision become a lot more clear because I've got a lot more time 
um, on my hands to uh, to make sure we're not deviating away from that or if we want to, you know, slightly take a bit of a direction, I've got time to do that. But it makes it's made me realize that even though I'm working less, the impact I have is more just because what I bring to the business is so it's so much more profound and bigger. And then in terms of creativity as well, um, I'm I'm I've just got I'm just kind of I just do a lot of like kind of doodling and just kind of mucking around doing art with my kids and things like that. But it's quite cool now, like since I've got a team um, that actually makes it all happen, I can just, I just like, I like it when they come to the, um, come to the table with a bunch of ideas and all I'm doing is sculpting it a little bit and mentoring them. And it's almost like, for me, it's like another form of creativity where I can actually, you know, pull strings and make moves and do stuff that I'm proud of, but actually not physically doing it. And it's just a bit of a different, a different skill set. But I think, I think once again, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's just like making sure that you do carve out time just to just thinking time where your, where your, you know, your, your laptop's closed, your phone's on airplane mode, and you're just literally thinking and you're sitting, setting a bit of an intention in the sense where, all right, and in this session, I just want to, you know, figure out where the business is going to be in the next kind of couple of years and what are some potential threats or what are some opportunities that perhaps I'm not capitalizing on. Um, you know, what are we good at? What are we weak at? What do we need? Just things like that, just really good questions that then start to kind of stimulate your mind and, you know, start to provoke a little bit of creativity. And I found the best creativity comes when you're not actually doing anything. You just, you know, you're going for a walk or a run or you're just driving and things just pop up. Um, and you're like, wow, that's an amazing idea. But then it's just like, okay, well, why aren't you spending more time doing nothing? You know, it sounds, sounds kind of crazy, but if you spend time doing nothing, like actually nothing, not nothing, but you're on your phone, but like nothing and your phone's turned off, your laptop, sh- laptop shut and you're just in a in a good kind of frame of mind and you just see whatever flows out, um, just let it flow out. It might take a little bit of time. It might take five minutes, 10 minutes, and the first few sessions might be pretty shit, but it's just like everything. Like everything just needs to be practiced. It's just a muscle, and then you just start, that muscle starts to become stronger and stronger, and soon you'll be able to do it on auto, autopilot. You know, it's just like, sweet, I'm going to dedicate this time. I'm going to figure out the answer, and as opposed to taking 40 minutes, it might start to take you five minutes. Um, yeah, so that's kind of, that's kind of what I, what I do now, how, yeah, for the creativity part as well. And as I said, like, I had this feeling that this year was going to be a year where I was going to step away. But once my brother passed, I was forced to step away. Um, and as a result of it, the businesses still continued to grow and people have stepped up as a result of that. And then I've also had to learn to, um, just, you know, figure out what, what I'm going to start to do next, which has also been quite, you know, daunting in some sense, but exciting in another. Definitely. Yeah, that's it. That's super exciting. Yeah. I feel like to your point, like they say the best ideas happen in the shower. You know, it's kind of like when you finally have the opportunity to be bored and you've like eliminated distractions, that's where the yeah. the breakthrough often happens. Definitely. So definitely a, wor- a discipline worth chasing for sure. I was just going to say another thing as well for like problem solving is, and I, I've done this a lot and I read this in the book, 
it's like before you, you know, those couple of minutes before you goes doze off to, to sleep, it's like just say, oh, subconscious mind, help me think of a, um, help me solve this this problem and specify the problem. And it goes to work in autopilot while you're asleep. And it's crazy how many mm. times I've woken up and that problem's been solved and it's so crystal wow. clear about the solution. And then, um, you know, I'd, I'd been... I'd spent weeks or months trying to figure it out. But then I was just like, let it go and just put it to my subconscious mind. Um, so that's been that's been amazing. Just the night shift? Yeah, the night shift. Your brain's night shift? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to ask a personal question because um, you mentioned that you're doing more doodling and uh, I've always kind of kept up with a little bit. You don't, I don't feel like you don't share a lot of your art, but you share it here and there on social. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, is there anywhere to like, to buy your art or is that just kind of something you do as your own practice and you don't really make it public? Yeah. It's kind of more of a um, practice. What I usually do, I've got like an, a bit of accum- accumulation of art, but I, um, I like to gift it to people like people that um, I just, I don't know, close to close to me or close to my heart. I'll gift them a piece yeah. of art. That's what I usually do. But I think like next year I want to, um, I want to start my own personal website and it'll be a mixture of like my art plus my other, you know, philosophies on life and, and business stuff as well. Bit of a hybrid. I really want to write a book cool. as well. Um, but I'm trying to figure out the concept. I was just going to say you should. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it like definitely won't be a moneymaker at all, but I think at the same time, I think it's going to help people. And I think that's probably the next, my next step the evolution of myself as a human being is like helping people. Um, I've now figured out how to grab a product and an idea and bring it to market and scale. Um, but now I want to kind of do that more towards, towards helping people, but I'm not really giving out much energy right now because I want to be very intentional about this next season and actually having a break. Um, and it, Cause my know how my mind works and once I'm focused on something, I'll go into it. 100%. So I'm really intentionally just like, I know it's bubbling in the background, but I'm not really giving it much attention. I'm just letting it kind of do its do its thing. Um, yeah. But that's, yeah, for my artwork, that's kind of where I'm at. Nice. Well, no rush. But I'll let you know. <laughs> Take your break. But yeah, when uh, I'll be watching for that website so I can grab something. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, this is the last question we always ask, and we asked it last time, but I mean, it's been a year, so there's probably new people on your radar but who, in your opinion, is making waves right now and why? I think, yeah, I'm on a real journey now where I'm just almost rediscovering who I am as a man and father and, um, you know, what my purpose is in this on this planet, why I was put here. And I know that what I kind of figured out is one of my purposes, my main purpose is to, like, live life to its fullest. And then also show people how to do that through my own experience. And then so because of that and because of that epiphany, I haven't really gravitated more. I haven't gravitated gravitated towards like kind of um, business and cultural type people. I've gone more on like another space. And there's this guy called Danny Morales. And I really like his stuff just in the sense where he was like this big, I think he was from San Francisco, big real estate agent and, it's the typical, typical kind of real estate agent where he's Gucci everything and 
all of his happiness and right. his um, marks and measure of a man was based off how wealthy he was. And then he just one day figured out that he was miserable. And then something clicked on him, clicked in him. And he's like, basically, um, sold it all up and went on this different journey of self-discovery and like a real spiritual journey. He got into all sorts of stuff like plant medicine and healing his childhood trauma and things like that. And um, a lot of his story really resonates with me. And he, I think he's doing some pretty cool, interesting stuff in that space where it's an amalgamation of like, say, business, finances, relationship, health, and spirituality, but not kind of packaging it in a religious voodoo, voodoo kind of sense. It's like, shit, I relate to this guy. He's like a real human being operating in this real life. He's not just like escaping to India and meditating in a cave. He's like, He's he, he he's like living 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 his values and living his higher self amongst working and building a business that also is is to be at the service of others. So I think he's making some waves um, in that sense. I think he's definitely had an impact on me and just the way he describes stuff. He's pretty intense dude, but um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool. His podcast, I believe, is called The Higher Self. Um, by Danny Morales. I think it's pretty cool. And that's kind of who who kind of pops up in mind, to be honest. Um, yeah, my my youngest brother, he's an absolute beast and he's like running ultra marathons and 150K runs and um, Ironmans and he's just like a next level, you know. And I think all my all my siblings – I really admire the way they've all individually, we've all individually dealt with the loss of my brother, our brother. Um, you know, none of us, none of us just resorted to drugs and alcohol. All of us just dug deeper within ourselves. And, you know, my sister just finished a marathon and she raised a whole bunch of money for mental health. Um, you know, and she gave it to like a private, it was like a um, mental health trust. You know, all of them have just, you know, really just, kind of knuckled down and just it's like shit okay let's do this for let's do this for jerome our brother america nah it's just incredible just to have a family where we can all inspire inspire each other um yeah it's truly yeah it's very 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 cool so i don't know i'm not the sexiest answer but um solid answers yeah just being real and that's what resonated that's what came up with me thanks man yeah it's good good to see where your head's at and who's uh who's making a difference in the way you're thinking about things so man that's a wrap that's it that was a lot i appreciate you as always coming on and sharing your your insight and your experience and uh i feel like we'll probably end up doing this again just the rate we're at right now but for now thank you yeah absolutely yeah and apologies if i sound a little rusty as as i said i hadn't done this for a while and it's like my my brain was full of ideas and it was trying to articulate it in a certain way without being all mumble jumble but yeah i appreciate it you guys thanks for having me on again no it was all good it was all good as always thank you it was great hey everyone thanks for tuning into waves if you enjoyed this episode you can hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review don't forget to follow along on social at hello arcade and we'll see you next time